Two girls talking. You know what that means. It's time to talk. What's going on in the world? How about your business? How about your life? Let's talk it out. Two girls talking. Hey everyone, it's Ashley. And I'm Anna. And I am so psyched for this conversation today because our guest is a dear friend and colleague, Gresham Harkless. His titles are numerous. There's business owner, website designer, creator. His companies include Blue 16 Media, which is his digital marketing company, and CB Nation, which is a collection of blogs, podcasts, and videos for the business community. Ash and I have both been a guest on his podcast. We had a great time. As a matter of fact, I think we may have actually just gotten an idea to do that because of Gresham's uh, podcast, I Am CEO. So welcome, yes. Gresham. Thank you. I'm super excited to be on the show. Now, well, let's, let's jump in real quick because you and I have been friends for a long time. And what, since I've known you, as long as I've known you, you've kind of changed what you do, which is being adaptable, which I think is, is fascinating. But one of the things that I've ever since I've known you, and you're really young, you're just in your early 30s, you've always been, I know I just gave away his age. <laughs> I'm not giving um, away mine. <laughs> but ever since I've known you, you've been an entrepreneur. So let's, let's start there. What was yeah. your first business and how did you start? Yeah, it's, it's funny you say I'm young. Sometimes I feel young and then my knees tell me I'm not young. So I don't know <laughs> how I feel today. I'm a little bit younger, I guess I'm feeling today. But it's, it's so funny because um, I went to school in DC. I'm in the DC area too. And um, one of the big things I did after I graduated is I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I actually went back to when I was really young to kind of look at things that I did as a kid that were kind of natural. You didn't do them because they were mm-hmm. cool or because you made money. You just did it because it was just in your zone. And one of the big things that stood out to me is I actually started like a family newspaper when I was about 10 years old. And I did it because my dad was in the military. He went TDY and we didn't have Skype. We didn't have FaceTime. We didn't have Zoom yeah. to actually communicate. So yes. I basically had Microsoft Word, created some clip art, um, and I would get all the things that were going on in the family. I put it in the family newspaper. I would send it to my dad and we, we sent him those care packages when he was TDY for that year. And then I also, of course, sold the, the uh, subscriptions in entrepreneurial form. So when I was trying to figure out like what I wanted to do, my first quote unquote business, it was really me going back to those beginning stages to understand like this is probably one of those weird things that you did that probably is who you are rather than you trying to be something that sometimes you're not. And I think sometimes right. as we get older, we get stuck in that world. We absolutely do. We lose it. And you know, I, I love that you're saying like kind of going back to what you did as a child. I say this to a lot of people and there's actually a lot of books with advice saying like, if you're not sure what you should be doing, think about what you actually did as a kid. And Gresham, I was just like you. I had bared family news, but instead of a newspaper, I was an anchor broadcasting my news. My dad <laughs> nice. also was in the military. I would make my sister record the videos and say like, and she was my producer. So I can so relate to that. And I feel like that is just a great thing to share with our audience that like if you're lost or you're not sure what you should be doing what are some of the things that you love doing as a kid so right. anyways I just right. wanted to point that out I think that's awesome I think something else is really interesting too the three of us each of our fathers are veterans yeah that's cool. wow overhead noise wow but yeah isn't that weird I mean you both of your fathers were career military so mm-hmm. both of you guys traveled my father was not career mil- military but he went into working always working for the government. He came from the military, went to go work directly for uh, state commerces. But um, 
I think that's interesting. Is it something to be said for military kids? I mean, you know, for, I mean, so what, like what branch, well, actually, where were you born, Gresham? <laughs> so I was born in uh, Kansas, actually. And oh, I, yeah. Yes, exactly. That's why we link, because I know you're See, a huge KU fan. Kansas. My dad was at Fort Leavenworth there. Yep. So I don't know too much. I know I was born in Wichita. I was literally oh. there probably for about two or three years. And then I moved to Vegas. I actually am not your typical military kid, because I've been in Virginia for most of my life since I was about five or six. Mm -hmm. um, so Thank I lucked out a lot. But I was in Kansas for about two or three years, then went to Vegas. I think I was there for preschool for about a year or so. And then we moved to Virginia, been here ever since. Do you think being a military kid makes you kind of, I don't know, there's something to be said for in your very, you know, like the first five years of life, moving around everywhere, which is something that I did and being adaptable and being able to change and being able to make friends really quickly, being able to network. I think you're amazing at all of that so there's maybe something to be said for being a military kid and like I was born in Germany then we moved to DC then we moved to California then we moved back to DC and this was all before I turned five years old but is like maybe there, that our entrepreneurial spirit comes a little bit from our lifestyle as maybe? kids I don't know you know you know what's so funny is because I think a lot of times you know you become who your environment is and yeah. I don't know if I developed that when I was younger but I do know this because my parents are both from South Carolina and small town most of my aunts and uncles and stuff are still there in South Carolina but I, I remember and one of the things that I remember my mom telling me a lot is pushing me to try new things to go to different places because mm -hmm. they had experienced that they had done that in the military they were in Germany I think for yeah. two years before I was born so a lot of those things I may not have had myself and developed but I think my parents who had experienced that definitely pushed me towards that. I oh, love that. So cool. So let's talk about where you are now, Gresham. You are an entrepreneur on multiple different levels. You have CB Nation, your podcast. I am CEO. You have Blue 16 Media. How do you keep this all running smoothly? And I'm also curious, like, so you started something and then you were like, hey, let me start something else and let me start something else. So do you feel like you're kind of a serial entrepreneur? I do. And I, I think that's one of the biggest things that, uh, you know, you try to, to try to focus on one thing and you hear that a lot. And I think that the thing that I was able to do is I actually started the, the blogs in, in, that part of the business first because I knew I had those entrepreneurial tendencies, but I didn't know like what exactly I wanted to start. I had so many different interests and things that I wanted to do. And yeah. I think that it just kind of organically happened where I was, I've always been a techie. So I've like built computers and I worked on my mom. My mom has an embroidery business, her website. And then I met somebody in a networking group. And when I met that guy in a networking group, he introduced me to creating it as a business, not just doing it um, as like kind of a hobby. And I realized that other people were um, in need of it. And I think that was probably what happened for me personally, is that it kind of just happened. And then I think that I've always been able to kind of flex that kind of creative muscle to try and learn different things by like interviewing entrepreneurs and business owners. But it, it's been my bread and butter to kind of do like the web design and the SEO because that's been the foundation of how, you know, you're able to pay your bills and, and do those things. But I think you still have that opportunity to kind of learn and, and listen to people and still kind of go back to those things that I did as a kid. You know, it's interesting you were talking about how you had, we were serial entrepreneurs and Ash and I are not, although we do a lot of different types of things. I have a lot of ideas. Like, yeah. and, and you know, it's interesting. I feel like I would be a serial entrepreneur if I actually had the time, well, time and courage. So, yeah. I, and I think that that's something that you obviously have, Gresham. So can you talk a little bit about like, 
I do think that we are serial yeah, entrepreneurs. Well, like we're full yeah. of ideas. How do you have the courage to like, you're starting a company and okay, it's running smoothly. Like just to go and start something else and yeah. go and start something else. Because in my head, I want to launch a million different things, but I just don't have we the are not to organized do enough to do it. Yeah. So we're tell not. us like, how do you do that? Like, give us some advice yeah. here. Well, I think you're absolutely right with the organization piece. I think my thing that I'm able to benefit most from is I'm very tech driven. So mm -hmm. with this kind of influx of technology and all these different tools and I'm always looking for different tools that I'm always thinking about how can I be more efficient? How can I be more effective? And even with the Blue 16 Media and CB Nation, one of the reasons I've been able to balance the two is that they're both kind of intertwined. I'm, you know, and, and each level working with entrepreneurs and business owners. So whether I'm covering them or I'm providing them services, it's kind of like that same community. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've been able to do is kind of find that that overall vein um, or, or theme that's consistent in my life and been able to kind of create things around that. But I mean, I, I, I'm super jealous of you guys as well, too, because I, I think the thing that I struggle with most is the focus aspect. So mm -hmm. I have to tell myself on a regular basis that it's a marathon. And even though I have, you know, those 50, 60, 100 maybe 200 <laughs> ideas. Um, you don't have to do them all at once. Yeah, and right. it, it's a lot harder to run a business even than I thought. And, and I even heard that, but you don't know until you're in it. So once you understand that, you realize that you want to be present. And then once you hit over that one domino, it starts to create those other dominoes right. that fall. That's, that's interesting. I was so. getting really quick. Do you have a team? Are you doing this all on your own? No, I have a team of seven people. <laughs> I'm not only full time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's also the secret. That's yeah. a lesson though, right? I was yeah. going to ask, and I'm going to get to here in a second, but that is a lesson that I think that all of us learned. And I'm going to get, I'm going to ask you what are the lessons, you know, that you learned. But one lesson that I learned when I started a business was that I could not do it all. I and thought I, I could. Yeah, I thought I could. And I then I was like stressed out and overwhelmed. I mean, we just, we just brought on my other assistant to help us with this because mm -hmm. we could not do yeah. it. Oh all. yeah. I can barely we answer emails. So <laughs> Like wow, this is not the this is not what we thought. Um, but but yeah, so let's get back to that. You you've learned some lessons. We've learned some lessons. What are, what are some of the other lessons that you've learned? I mean, I'm definitely going to build upon that. I think that's the biggest thing. I think that's really tough for me. And, you know, you, you gave my age away, Anna. So I had to say that I'm 30. But uh, no, in all, in all seriousness, I think that was probably the most difficult thing looking back at what was um, hard to do as a business owner. Because I think when you're a little bit older, more, I guess, mature, refined, you've had experiences, you can kind of drill down on your strengths and understand what you do best, what you don't do best. And it's easier to figure out, okay, I do this, so I'm going to stay here. And I'm going to spend, I'm going to, you know, delegate or hire somebody or partner to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, those other things. That was something that I had to discover through my business and not having maybe a year or two of, you know, work experience before, you know, I started, um, I guess, formal work experience before I um, started, you know, doing all the things that I'm doing now. And I think that was probably the biggest thing is not trying to do all of the things, not trying to be everywhere and right. really laser focusing on what I do best. And I think I'm still now just coming to terms of like, this is what I do. And I'm not gonna try to be Superman and, yeah. and try to do yeah. everything. I'm well, going to stay in my lane. And it's, it's interesting. Yeah, to stay in your lane. It's interesting because, you know, Ash and I do come out of formal work careers. And where we were, I would, I would say nine to five, but we were journalists. I still am. And so, nine to whenever. Yeah, exactly. Start and stop. Four a.m. until midnight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I realized, or I did not realize, I do realize now, but I real, did not realize when I started a company, how many processes were in place that I didn't know about. 
So when I started my company, and we talked to Alex uh, Shookman about this, you know Alex too. Mm -hmm. uh, she gets systems in place for companies. Right. And when I, I did not realize all the other things I had to do. And so even though I knew my strengths, I didn't know my strengths as a business owner. And that's mm -hmm. something I had to learn. So I'm a little jealous of you because you learned that a lot longer than me. I mean, I know I'm older than you, but mm -hmm. you learned that a lot longer, <laughs> earlier yeah. than I ever did. Just barely. I thought I thought we were in high school together. So, um, <laughs> but no, I, I I mean I think that you know you you mentioned the word courage. I mean courage and starting stuff. But I think courage and just trying to try things. And that's even even I you know I, I went to this retreat and I was saying that I wanted to get back to like who I was when I was even younger because mm -hmm. I had that not worrying about failing. And I think when we get so attached to that, mm -hmm. that we start to hesitate in doing things. And in reality, like the action oriented, trying things, seeing, you know, if this shoe fits, so to speak, if it doesn't, then I'm going to try another pair and keep doing that is really yeah. what kind of works and helps people to be successful. Because I think it's a process. And once you kind of understand that you accept and give yourself permission to fail and be okay mm -hmm. with failing, yeah. it's extremely powerful to, to, to move forward and be successful. Yeah. I think that is such like golden advice yes. for people. Like you, we need to be able to fail up and fail forward. And like you, if you ask any of like, you know, the, the biggest like billionaires out there, like a Warren Buffett, they'll probably tell you that they've had more failures than any of us combined. Right. But exactly. it's the reason why they're, we're at where they are. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's, it's the keep on goingness of it. Yeah. You know, that, that I think a lot of people get resiliency. Um, yeah. And it's I, I think people get, Encouraged, mm -hmm. you know that that they don't that, that it doesn't work and I you mean, just kind of have to I think we've talked about this before it's like when you do failure you you when you do fail you look at it and you're like okay what's the lesson what do I learn out of this but you don't sit on it. you allow yourself to be upset right. for like a little bit for a day and, and that's on. it and then you move on you can't dwell on it and yeah. that's yeah. something that I like when I made when I, I had a I've had a couple failures but some bigger ones I like really emotionally get me down and, and I've had to learn to like separate emotion from business mm -hmm. and 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 just go forward and yeah, yeah. keep on yeah. moving yeah it's so funny because I don't know if you guys heard uh, with Sarah Blakely what happened with her with her dad what he used to do to her no. He founded Spanx. He used yeah. to actually, and this is what I was talking about, about around your environment, how you become that. He used to give her, he used to ask her every day, like, what did she do and then what she failed at? And anytime she would say she didn't fail at anything, he would be discouraged. He would he'd be sad. Anytime she did fail at something, he would give her a high five. So it kind of conditioned her when she was younger to always try things, to be okay with failure, to understand that's part of the process. But I think so many times the opposite happens and it doesn't necessarily happen. Yeah, I'm writing that down. I, I want to ask my kids that. Like, what did you, because I want to teach my kids like the entrepreneurial spirit and I yeah. try to empower them to make their own choices. But I love asking that question. Right. I think somebody should, Anna, you should ask, we should ask each other that every day. <laughs> what did you fail at today? I asked like, what, how, many, how much time do you have? Exactly. You know, it's important. We talk about that with our kids. And, you know, Ash and I have kids. You don't yet. But um, one of the things I do, and you know my kids. So one of the things that I do right now with my oldest, because he's in high school and he's getting, you know, he's, he's starting to drive, he's doing all those different things. And in middle school, I began teaching him. This is why I teach my daughters too. Although my daughter is a different type of student than my son. Mm -hmm. um, 
I have to teach them to advocate for themselves. Yeah. And that's something that, as you know, a lot of parents just don't do that right now. They'll be the ones who call. And I've always said, and I've always told my teachers, my kids' teachers this, I'm never going to be the first one to reach out for you, to you. Yeah. It's always going to be my son. And so now, you know, five years into this lesson, he honestly on his own will say, hey, I got to stay after school. I got to do this. I got to get this grade up. Now, those are just little itty bitty triumphs I see I mean he may just see that it's his mom bugging him and I am but I also see it as a little bit of a, of, of a triumph because I also see that we as parents have a responsibility to put a productive individual into the world yeah and you're setting him up for success right and so I think that, that that exactly what you said about failures and being okay to fail mm-hmm. okay to yeah fail. I love that okay so speaking of failure Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some, you know, like starting, running, owning a business. It is not glitzy. So anybody who's like think, listening and thinking like, oh, it's no. going to be the good life. It is not. I mean, it's rewarding. It's worth it. I would never be doing anything else, but um, we make mistakes. So right. I want to hear about some of your mistakes that you've made or any decisions that you could redo. Yeah. It's so funny. We were talking about failure. Like probably, I don't know if it's my biggest failure, but definitely a failure. I started uh, in between, um, graduating. So I was an English major. I wanted to be a journalism major because I've always loved journalism and stories and things like that. But I ended up doing an English, being an English major. And probably I think my senior year, I started a editing business and an editing business called uh, Exemplary Editing. Uh, as a whole writing, um, writing, and then I would edit all the resumes and, 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 and essays and all those things. And I remember the, first of all, the, this should probably been the red first red flag is I sent out an email to announce my, my business and I had a bunch of editing mistakes in it. Oh God, that's, <laughs> oh, God. I know, I know. we've yeah. all been there. We've all been there. Exactly. It happens. So that was the very first sign. But luckily, I was I was able to kind of catch it after the fact. I think somebody might have told me, actually. And then I sent an email and said, if you couldn't find the editing mistake, then please hire me. Um, so I, I was able to kind of tw- switch it into something a little bit more positive. But I think that was one of those businesses where, you know, as you talked about, Anna, like learning your business strengths is kind of different. Like I was an English major, but I think as I started to understand, I don't really necessarily like correcting people's mistakes. And I make... A tremendous amount of mistakes as well too um so not trying to be that perfect person or that perfect essay or whatever i just like yeah. the creation aspect so yeah. i think a lot of those things are just kind of learning more about yourself and, and what it is that you do but um that's probably one of the biggest ones that that kind of definitely pops into my mind but i mean i think that you know you make mistakes kind of all the time whether it be clients um getting payments, um, not getting payment up front or getting half payments up front and having to track people down. Um, it's just, it's just a, a, a lot to really run a business. And that's why so many people say, you know, you want to be passionate about it because it's, it, it really is so hard and difficult at times yeah. that you have to be passionate about it to be crazy enough to do it. Um, because if not any same person would probably quit. Um, but you know, it's just something that, you know, you have to get on, uh, you have to really understand that it's not all sunshine and rainbows and, you know, it's definitely a grind at times. I am. Um, I listened to a podcast um, with the founder of Poopery, mm. and she had a really, really. I'll have to find it. Nicole Magoo, who I think all of us know too, yeah, um, was uh, was the one who posted this. I have to find it, but she said something in there, and she said that if you are not afraid to fail, 
Like if you have a fear of failure and not learning and, and having mistakes, then you shouldn't be in business. And I think that's so true, especially, you know, to what, to what you said, you have to be able to move past those things that you thought were going to keep you down. And some of them can be soul crushing. Mm-hmm. So, oh, some, yeah. some of them can be like, I get most upset about, about the, the, the concepts, my concepts that I put forth in pitches. I get most upset personally about the concepts that are rejected because I take mm-hmm. it as a personal because I've spent you so can. much time, yeah. but you can't, it's just somebody else's thing. And so let's move on until I find the one who's going to mesh with me. Right. Mm-hmm. So that being the case, what is one thing you would tell someone uh, who's thinking about starting a business? What's a little nugget for them? Absolutely. I mean, I think that knowing yourself is probably, you know, something we talked about a lot. I think it's probably the one of the most powerful things. And I think that even, you know, as you said, like when you, um, you know, put yourself out there or put a proposal out there or whatever, and somebody rejects it, I think that it's okay. And I'm trying to understand this. It's okay to feel um, hurt by that happening. But I think the, the big issue is a lot of times we will stay there. We'll stay in that hurt. We'll stay in that, oh, it, you know, it's a part of me, but you don't move past that. I think it's natural. And I think that anytime I, I create something and it's not necessarily what somebody wants, you know, you do feel some type of way or you don't get that proposal or, or whatever happens. I think it's okay to, and you have to recognize that feeling, not don't feel that way, but you have to go through that. But I think as well, it helps to know yourself because you understand how you can move past that. And I think it's different for everybody. And, and as I talked about, you know, being a younger entrepreneur, I didn't really necessarily have all those still skills or know that I've been developing those. But I think once you are really aware of that, you understand that, um, you can begin to kind of hack life in the way that you need it to be to get the results that you want. Um, So if you know what helps you to move past those things, if it's a walk, if it's some ice cream, if it's some wine, whatever that might be, you understand that helps you to kind of get past that. (laughs) I I was just thinking as you were saying, I was like, he is so wise. Like like, old soul. Yes, I am also. Your knowledge, I mean, just like when I was 30, I just would never have been able to say what you just said. I feel like you need to write a book one day and it would be a gift to the world with your wisdom. But you are an old soul and you're so knowledgeable and and wise and we're just, it's just, I'm in awe. Um, Okay, so tell us this, where can our listeners find you and where can they find your podcast? Absolutely. So uh, I have kind of like a landing page that has all the different projects I'm working on. It's imgresh.com, G-R-E-S-H. Um, so you can find it there. And I have like links to literally everything I do, the podcast and all of those things. And of course, if you're listening to this podcast, you can always type in I am CEO or CEO podcast, and you'll be able to subscribe and, and listen to all the greatness there. And our listeners will be able to find all that information on our Podbean website because I always put clickable links to all of our guests. So thank you so much. We had such a great time. Yay, thanks, guys. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. All right. Thanks a lot, listeners, for listening. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye.